Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Do the show, bitch. Welcome to Ben and Woods. Try to say this nicely. When you look at Ben, Paul, and me, it doesn't scream athlete. I know you fat bastards want to eat some of this. With Ben Higgins. Go to hell, pro sports. Stephen Woods. That was incredible. And Paul Reindel. All right. Get ready, tier ones. Oh. It's Ben and Woods. Finally the chance for somebody to get on and do some good sports talk radio. On 97.3 The Fan. Do the show, bitch. All right, we are halfway home on a Monday, January 23rd, all back together in studio. Feels so good to be back in San Diego. Peoria, uh, Arizona is the home of the uh, San Diego Padres. I do get a feeling, though, every time I'm there in Peoria that everybody is on meth. I just get the feeling that everybody is on meth. I see just methed out people everywhere. It's characters looming around it's just yeah you pull in to get gas you're like what are you what are you doing what don't why are you walking over here no 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 no. beat it beat it it's just just, no no, we're fine everything's everyone's like just tweaked out out there in the desert so feels good to get back here to san diego america's finest city you never see that sometimes you do but it just arizona is a bit wild wild westy still for me And, and eight days out there is a long time you agree? Well, I mean, the the west side of Phoenix, the the suburbs of Glendale and yeah. Peoria are yeah. are kind of grim. Let's be honest. It's just touch it's, grim. They're they're a little grim. It's okay for a visit to spring training. Yeah, it's fantastic. You just go into the baseball games and your hotel and back and forth. You know, you can find some decent golf courses around that yeah, area. Yeah, we played some nice golf. But courses. everything else is. I mean, it's flat. It's boxy. It's hot. It's not all that pleasant. It's not. It's not. You know. It's not my my number one like retirement town in America that I'd like to end up in. No, we got a kick out of uh, when we were driving through Yuma. We stopped at your restaurant. You told us to Mr. G's. Mr. G's it was fantastic. We it wasn't a, my. I mean, I liked it, but we had it was a listener. who Yeah, people kept tweeting. Go yeah. to Mr. G's. It was great. We did that, um, and then we got a kick out of thinking about all the great Padres that had to do spring training out in Yuma. And we were talking to some of the guys, and we said, how did this work? And they go, oh, dude, they used to have to bus. Because I asked, I was like, they were the only team out here, right? Yeah. Who do you play? And we're like, that's like kind of the halfway point. I don't know if it really is, but it feels like like the halfway halfway point. And we're like, we still got two plus hours. Yeah. What the hell did they do? Yeah. Who did you play against? So they would bus on a bus all the way back to... Peoria or, or Scottsdale or whatever at that time. Tempe surprise. Tempe surprise. And they'd play for, they'd stay like three or four days and then they'd have to 
come back, Shuttle and then they'd have a home stand, the... and UMO where teams would come in <sighs> and brutal. play them for a couple of days, and then they'd go back to. I mean, now you know Phoenix you can or Tucson or and I the... mean, like the Angels were in Palm Springs. Yeah, it, it was a little more far flung back in the day. Yeah, we were talking to the trainers, and they're like, "Oh, dude, yeah, you." Now you should when we have to go to Scottsdale to play, you know, the Giants or something. Thirty minute drive. Guys are like, I don't want to do this. Like it's pissing and I mean, moaning. Florida is still pretty oh, it's spread brutal. out. Brutal. I heard they, it's brutal. They try down there. to pot them up a little more in Florida, yeah. but they still do have, you know, a five or six hour ride for a couple of those long games. You that mad, you're play. making thirty five, forty million dollars a year. Like I gotta get on the bus and go five hours to go play the Clearwater you know, in play in Clearwater. Yes, just, game. just yeah. to get my reps in. Uh but no, it's it's great to be back. So I think it was Friday night uh this happened. I was lying in bed. My wife had already fallen asleep and I was on my phone. And uh, something popped up. And I, I look, I spent a lot of time on Amazing. social media. I spent a lot of time trolling around looking for funny things to play. And something grabbed me. I'd never seen it before. And it tickled my fancy so much. And I thought to myself, all right, man, you have to play this for your audience. But the video is so much better than the audio, while, though, the audio is still phenomenal. It's an old video. Many of you have seen this. I, I saw a lot of people reacting to it like they'd seen it before. I'd never seen it. Didn't even know it existed. It's an old training video, Ben, for ho- hometown, Polly, or old country? Uh, old country buffet. Old country buffet. And I'm lying in bed, sober as a judge. I didn't eat any edibles or anything like that. I'm I'm lying in bed, and I'm trying so hard not to laugh. I have tears pouring down my face my so wife's this, dead this asleep video, and i'm choking to death this video is two years old at least on youtube right it's got six hundred and forty thousand. but it's views. from like 1983 oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's a training video now we here at uh, odyssey are subject to dozens and dozens and i'm sure you and your job too the training videos and you watch them it's like I have two jobs. I have double the Oh, videos. my God. Yeah, and, you know, it, it, here comes Eric into the break room. Is this sexual harassment? Hey, your ass looks great in those <laughs> jeans. You're like, all right. like they ha- Cybersecurity. What could I mean, have Eric said, said instead? Back, right. Well, the thing is, and this is what I realized, people are that dumb that you have to dumb it down for them when you make these training videos. This one, though, it lit me I up. I mean, this has also become fodder for a lot of entertainment from... You know, Office Space, The Office, Severance now, the Apple show. I'm, I've been watching that. Like, the dark humor of the workplace is, like, major business nowadays as well. A- absolutely. And, and again, so this thing pops up, and I start watching it. <laughs> and I'm, like, I'm choking to death. And I'm crying. And I send it to Ben and Paul, and I go, this is unbelievable. we got to play this. And I said, I'm, I'm having a hard time reconciling how it's going to sound on the air and then I go, well, I'm just going to go for it. Now, the guy that they use is, he's unbelievable. Trying to think of the best way to describe him. He's definitely, it's like 1984. He looks like he drives a Miata, <laughs> right? Like, that's the best. He looks like a guy that drives a Miata. Talking that's, out of the I'm, corner of his mouth, yeah, kind of. Hey, how are you? Very kind of smarmy, but also seemingly very friendly. And he's a, there. this is for Carver's. 
you know, you go to a buffet and they carve you a piece of the meat. The carving station. The carving station. You start with your salad. Yeah. And maybe and some mashed potatoes we, or some pasta. We were at a Christmas party, Ben, and they had a carving station. Right. And you feel a little weird. You walk up and you have your plate and you stand there like a dog waiting for your treat. <laughs> and the guy, hey, how you doing? Prime rib, please. And he slices <laughs> off a piece. Now... This it is, is a weird dynamic. It's the weirdest dynamic. dynamic. The carving station is weird. Listen to this. Your other shift duties. We'll begin with your second shift duty, greeting and serving guests. Oh, God. Good evening. Fried enough to eat today? Boy, I'll say. Well, that's great. Would you care for some or beef? A little both, I think. All right. <laughs> Making friendly conversations like this is a big part of greeting and serving guests. At other buffet-style restaurants... Wait. Guests often feel they're on their own. Do they? Once they've paid for the meal, no one pays much attention to them. Isn't that the point? At Old Country Buffet, we work hard to make sure our guests never feel that way. As a carver, you spend a little more time with guests and their team members. That means you have a great chance to make them feel welcome and appreciated. By greeting the guest warmly and holding brief conversations <laughs> yes. as you serve them, you say to our guests, we're glad you're here. Yeah, we're glad you're here. Let's take a closer look at greeting guests. Oh, Every conversation you hold. Okay, I am the exact opposite. I don't want to talk to anybody at the buffet. No, I, I just want, want my meat. I just want it there, and then I can scoop it out. And the salad bar never talks back to me, and I am more than <laughs> fine with that. More than fine with that. But apparently that's not the business plan of old country before. By greeting the guest warmly and holding brief conversations as you serve them, you say to our guests, we're glad you're here. <laughs> Let's take a closer look at greeting guests. Every conversation you hold with guests should begin something like this. Good evening. Or, hi, how are you? Once you've greeted you know, the guests, the start a greeting? brief conversation. Oh! oh. 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 Unable to engage in any small talk at all. Good evening. Here's here how you do it. There's some 17-year-old kid in there watching this for a 2.50 an hour going, Hi, how are you? Hi, how are you? Is that like that? Did I do it right? Once you greeted the guest, start a brief conversation. Try asking a question the guest can answer in a sense or two. You might ask something like this. Is it still hot out there? Or this. Did you catch a game last night? <laughs> or this. Have you tried the lasagna? It's my favorite. No, Don't I forget to hold quick conversations with our younger guests, too. Oh, God. Children often play a big part so in deciding creepy. which restaurant their parents visit. We want them to feel welcome and special here, too. So start conversations with children by saying something like this. What grade are you in at school? Absolutely. Or this. Absolutely. Have you decided what dessert you're going to have? <laughs> I mean, this or this. Do you like hot fudge sundaes? <laughs> Do you like this hot is, fudge sundaes? Also, this is also the primer to get on how to be a predator. <laughs> well, Grady, I'm in school. Oh my Holy God. Crap. It's my favorite thing I've ever seen. It is, right, and there's Little ten... Timmy, if you're at Old Country Buffet and someone says, do you like hot fudge sundaes, that's good. If someone comes in at a van on the side of the street and says, hey, hey do you like hot, you like hot fudge sundaes, run. Do you like, do you hot, like hot fudge sundaes? Oh Once you've held a brief conversation, it's time to move on to the second half of this shift duty, serving the guests. Right. Begin by asking, would you care for some ham or beef? Ham, please. 
Once Some guests have beef. chosen what meat they want, you'll carve a slice of it. <laughs> no, exactly ass. Really? what size of slice you will serve will this be a amazing. judgment call on your part. A judgment call. Unless oh, this God. makes a special request. We don't limit the can have. We do, however, manage it to reduce waste. Here are some guidelines for knowing how much meat to serve a guest. Yeah, when did. your guest's plate has very little on it, right. carve a full cut. Lay it over the bare portion of the plate. Oh. oh. Children usually Don't prefer just throw it smaller on top portions. Of the salad? Carve them a smaller cut. <laughs> on top of the cheese. Place cake. it on an open section of the plate. <laughs> if your guest's plate looks like this, quarter cut or a half cut of the meat the guest requests. Sometimes, guests will tell you exactly what size of cut or number of pieces they want. Other guests will ask you to carve a slight thicker than our usual dime width. These dime. guests all feel they're getting more when getting a thicker cut. Actually, the thin cut ensures them a tender piece of meat, which is me. why we carve dime thicknesses. Yeah, okay. If a guest asks you, I like a half-inch slice of that roast beef, please. Say something like this. I'd be glad to carve you that. Thinner slices are more tender, though. Would that be all right? <laughs> you can always come back up for more. Okay. Of course. I could okay. listen to that, dude. I could listen to him read the phone book, dude. He's my favorite. My favorite. All right. All right. <laughs> all right. If anyone has enough mad knife skills that they can sliver off a, a dime thickness slice... <laughs> Of beef <laughs> off the big roast. Did you catch a game Mad last night? To them. <laughs> Mad props. Did you catch a game last Have you tried the lasagna? <laughs> it's my favorite. <laughs> All right. <laughs> this is me in bed. This is, <laughs> this is me in bed the other night. <laughs> Do you like hot fudge sundaes? <laughs> Did you catch a game last night? <laughs> Which game? The truck game. The, drops. The, the game. The drops. <laughs> the drops will live forever. Do you like hot fudge Sundays? <laughs> it's so good. It is ten minutes long. All I watched, right. <laughs> I watched every every second of it. I couldn't get enough. Oh, oh it's my, my favorite thing I've ever seen. Oh my god. All right. <laughs> Please, Paulie. Whenever you think you've used those drops too much, you haven't. You can't use those. Are how's that for you? That's fine. <laughs> Asking how's that makes sure guests are happy with the slice they received. If they are not, or if they also want a slice of a different meat, you can correct the situation By the way, promptly. The meat in the video is gray. It is absolutely it's a, hideous. It's a medium well, at least. <laughs> That's for sure. I mean, you have to get it cooked through at a buffet. Can I get it. a thick cut? Actually, the dime slice is more tender. Would that be all right? Holy crap. I hate to put any pressure on Paul because it's only January 23rd. But if that guy is still alive, oh, he needs to be our it's, holiday Christmas. It's already been planned. It's already in the works, dude. I want him in. We have to fly him in with a carving station for the next holiday Christmas show. Adam, start making the budget now. Because this guy needs to be here in person with a big hunk of meat and ham in front of him. Carving uh, off dime thick slices. I wonder if he still got it. Prime rib. I wonder if he still got it. This uh, I, it lit me up. 
It lit me up. That is uh that's that's front runner for the best audio I've ever heard. <laughs> Do you heard. like hot fudge Sunday? <laughs> Did you catch your game last night? Not the way you say it. Did I you catch your game last night? <laughs> or this. Have you tried the lasagna? It's my favorite. I'm gonna throw up. I'm going to throw up. <laughs> is it still hot out there? <laughs> I'm dying. I'm I'm legit sick. All right. <laughs> Oh, thank you for indulging. I mean, that, but think about it this way: if if you were actually going to be an employee and you sat through that, that's soul crushing, isn't it? Oh yeah, you're like this is that, the worst. This thing is soul crushing work that I have just signed up for. Man, then they go into the uh, you know how you clean your how station to and to sharpen your knife and how careful you have to be. It is. It's legendary. I is mean, it still hot out there? <laughs> it's just legendary. Man. The small talk training, though, is just unbelievable. <laughs> how, do, how do greet customers? Hey, how are you? <laughs> <laughs> really? No kidding. You Good evening. You don't say. <laughs> Oh my God! Now, bro. if it's before twelve o'clock, say good morning. If it's in evening, <laughs> say good evening. Still hot out there? <laughs> like, lit me up. Is it still hot out there? <laughs> it's never. I know get you old. love the carving guy's voice, but by the way, the announcer as well. Yeah, good evening. Fantastic. Really has nailed syrupy patronizing as well as you possibly can do. Hi, how are you? <laughs> He's amazing. Just amazing. Thank you for indulging Did me. Did you catch a game last night? <laughs> the, those, Perfect for a sports show. Yeah, 100%. Those will live forever. <laughs> well, Woods, did you catch the golf tournament yesterday? Um, uh, we've got one coming our way this week. Uh, let's get you ready for a little bit of Farmers Insurance Open Talk uh, that we're going to be My doing this week. From laughing. We've got a clear favorite, let's just say, at Torrey Pines this week. Like, a clear See, favorite this ha- week. It's hard to say how, that in though. Golf how? You can't say no, that in I golf. Can, I, well, I will, I'll give you my best argument here when we come back. Uh, it is Ben and Woods. It's 8.16 in the morning. Glad to have you with us on 97.3 The Fan. We'll be back after a check of traffic with Kelly Danik. Do not go away. All right. Spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Every conversation you hold with guests should begin something like this. Good evening. Or. Hi, how are you? Once you've greeted the guest, start a brief conversation. Try asking a question the guest can answer in a sentence or two. You might ask something like this. Is it still hot out there? Or this. Did you catch a game last night? Or this. Have you tried the lasagna? It's my favorite. I was laughing so hard I almost vomited. I was getting getting nauseous. I I have a question. Mr. Video, what if I don't like lasagna? <laughs> I don't want lasagna. I want meat or ham. Which I don't is why really I'm care here. what your favorite is. <laughs> Wait, you're telling me the meat that you're carving isn't your favorite? <laughs> Holy crap, dude. This gray ham that I'm about to eat. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, my God. It, it is. It is. It's the height. It's the my kind of humor. Like, it just... There's nothing funnier than that to me. Nothing. I mean, this is the funniest thing I've ever Hi, how are you? In my life. It's so good. Oh, please track that guy down. Please. Is it still hot out there? <laughs> Got Jesse tweeting in, laughing out loud in public. Do you like hot fudge Sundays? <laughs> you like hot fudge Sundays? <laughs> uh, Bogsy says, as a kid, a trip to the Old Country Buffet in South Bend was a huge event. That place was legit. Well, of course it is. They train their employees so very well. I uh, did you I, catch a game last night? Rito <laughs> says catch the game last night needs to be in the Padres recap this year. Oh, believe it! Un- it will definitely be there. <laughs> believe it, dude. If it's not on a shirt by the end of the day, I'm going to be disappointed. I uh, I I think that that's the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life. I don't think that anything's tickled me that much in the last decade, at least. Oh, it's just it's so irreverent right. and weird, and it's just, yeah. Uh, all right, all right. <laughs> all day. I'm Do you dead. like hot fudge Sundays? <laughs> Little girl standing there with her plate. He's at a meat carving station. Why is he saying? Do you like hot fudge Sundays? Oh, dude. Oh. She goes. Yes. Well, they're over there. They're over there. <laughs> Oh man, I I meat. This is meat. I, I apologize for anyone that doesn't get it or doesn't like it. I'm sorry, but it it is it's the height of comedy for me. Literally, I really feel like I can do condescending announcer guy Phil. I mean, his oh voice, you yeah. yeah yeah you could. If all guests on Ben and Woods appear on the premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad fan hotline, save money the right way with premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad. Visit them today. In the Carlsbad Auto Mall. Chevrolet. Find new roads. You do have a good announcer voice, my friend. <clears throat> oh, God. I, it's hard to recover. I mean, it really. We should. I should really take it to the house because it's hard to recover <laughs> from that for the rest of the day and talk serious sports business. All right, let's, uh, let's spend a couple of minutes setting the table for the Farmers Insurance Open. Just uh, two quick days of practice rounds, and then remember... It's the All only right. Wednesday through Saturday tournament on the PGA Tour. So they will uh, start play at Torrey Pines on Wednesday and wrap it up on Saturday. So it, it comes quickly. And I think basically 
For the first time since Tiger Woods was dominating this tournament, late 90s, early to mid-2000s, you have as big of a favorite as we've seen at Torrey Pines in John Rahm, who has established himself as the hottest golfer on the planet with wins in both of his starts this year on the PGA Tour, the Tournament of Champions in Maui, and then yesterday at the American Express in La Quinta. And, of course, Torrey Pines is his self-proclaimed, basically, favorite place on the planet. He owns it. He's won the Farmers. (laughs) He's come close in the Farmers. He won the U.S. Open there a couple of years ago for his only major. It's like his favorite spot. So you've got the... You've got the... The con- conversion, the con- confluence, the confluence of hottest golfer, perfect course for him, all the momentum coming into this week. But then, as you're pointing out, it's golf, and there's like 144 or 148 players, whatever, in the field, and you've got to beat all of them to win the tournament, which makes any like odds on a golf tournament. Kind of long, just to begin with. You've got to beat so many guys and have such a great week and really make no big mistakes, and you got to roll in putts, and you got to avoid the trouble for four days on a really tough course or the rough is going to be really it's long. out of control. <laughs> that it, it's always kind of insane to say, oh, this guy's the favorite to win the tournament. Yeah, it's, it's throwing darts at a board. I mean, you watch a... You can you know look at foot, two football teams and go well they're pretty evenly matched and I like how this defense stacks up against their offensive scheme and blah 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 and of course any given Sunday anything can happen but with golf I'm in a I'm in a legacy uh, pick dynasty league so you can pick a guy but then you can't use him again for the rest of the year so I'm looking at this going well I I haven't used John Rom yet and I'm looking at it going well I'd be a moron to not use him here. But then it's golf. Anything can happen. Anybody can charge up the leaderboard on a Sunday, and Rom could, you know, forget how to putt. It just—it's the dumbest game to handicap. And then I feel like if I don't pick him, I'm an idiot because of everything you just listed. So I don't know what to do at this point. Well, I mean, it's a really good field as well. Um, Xander Shoffley, who doesn't usually start the year fast, uh, is playing. You know, and yesterday he shot a 62 including that rarest of scores, a two on a par five, an albatross, a double eagle on a par five that uh, that jump-started his day. He finished in third place. One of the best shots I've ever seen. It was seen. incredible. He had, he all had, the way over a lake. Over a lake, he had with six wood, feet. And, and barely cleared it, yeah. and then it just dri- dribbled right into the cup. He, it was, he had six feet to the hole, uh, about, and he landed perfectly over the lake, and it just dribbled in double eagle for Xander. One of the best shots I've ever seen. No doubt. No, no doubt about it. And uh, man, I don't know what it is with these courses they're playing. Is it usually like that in, in in on tour or at the beginning of the season? Does it start fairly easy and then get progressively harder? Or is that just how it's set up? Because yeah, it's the just, scores well, it's are the through same, the roof. You know, the same tournaments at the same time of year every year. So it just kind of depends on the courses. But yeah, the the Kapalua, the first tournament, and the the desert ones are certainly scorable courses for pro players, which is crazy. That stadium course, I played it. Uh, a month ago, I was out there. It is so hard. Yeah, they're and just they make it eating look it up. So easy. Xander shoots a sixty-two, and by the way, I wasn't playing anywhere near as far back as those guys are playing it. They are so incredibly good. It's just insane. But Tori will still eat eat these guys pretty good because the fairways are narrow, and yeah, they can bomb it way out there. But if they get into that thick rough with all the rain that we've had. It's going to be probably more U.S. Open-like That's dirty. Than, than usual. The North Course used to be where they, yeah, they shoot a 64 on the North. It's gotten harder in recent years, too. Now a 60, 
68 is a great score on the North Course. 66 is fantastic. You don't see the 62s and 63s like you once did, and anything par or better on the South Course is generally uh, picking up strokes on the field. So, yeah, you won't see a winning score anything like we have the last couple of weeks on the PGA Tour. It'll be it'll be a much you know higher total, a much lower under par total this week. You get double digits, you got a chance. I would say to win at Torrey Pines. Trying this week. to figure out how to scheme my way into at least getting out to watch one day, but uh, after eight days out in the desert playing baseball, I don't know how it's going to fare for me. Maybe on Thursday uh, after the show, head out a little bit, watch. Well, I'll be out there uh, covering it for TV, uh, and then I'm uh, emceeing the award ceremony again on Saturday oh, look at you. on the 18th. I green, love which it. Is, give out that big surfboard trophy at the end, probably to John Rom. Honestly, that's what. That's what I'm expecting. That I would be surprised if he's not at least in the mix right there at the end on Sunday. Just playing so well right now. I mean, it's got it's got to be feeling like everything is just falling into place for him at the moment. No doubt. Can't wait. And uh, starts on Wednesday. Excited about yeah, it. Starts on Wednesday. Two quick days, and then uh, they are underway. So looking forward to to it this week. All right, let's uh, let's take a break. Bottom of the hour. Wood still coming off of his high. I'm of dying. Old country <clears throat> buffet carver guy. Uh, and then have you tried the lasagna? <laughs> it's my favorite. Talk about uh, there was a there was a trade uh, since we last joined you in Major League Baseball, pretty big one involving a guy that, uh, as Padres fans, we were talking about a little bit this off season. So we'll get into that, and then we get a Rindle report still to come. All ahead with Ben Woods on San Diego's number one sports station, ninety-seven three, the fan. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, 
the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Former offensive lineman Brian Baldinger, NFL insider Jason Lockenfora, team up with Carl Dukes, take you around the league, give you the inside scoop on the storylines that matter most, and dive deep on the matchups to determine who wins and who loses. New episodes every Tuesday and Thursday. Follow In the Huddle on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, we did our NFL breakdowns earlier. We might uh, we might revisit in the nine o'clock hour, but uh, we all went two and two. On our picks, nothing to nothing to brag about, nothing to nothing detri- you know massively detrimental. Like, you know, be too depressed about that. Yeah, you you feel like you know a little bit, but man, that stupid field goal. We could have all been three and one. Yeah, yeah had Jacksonville not had the back door cover kick at the end that that swung a lot of money over the weekend. Boy, it did. I think it's the right strategy. Yeah, though, it, really. no, it's absolutely. I mean, they were fourth down, so it was definitely the right strategy. But I think yeah, you get the you get the points as soon as you can. And then if you do recover the onside kick, then you have as much time. You know exactly how much time you have to go down and, you know, score the touchdown to, to try to win the game or tie the game or yep. go for two points. I I was wondering what Dallas would do when they were down seven. If they had gone down and scored a touchdown at the end, and instead they punted with, like, what, 250 two, left. Yeah. And they, did get, they did get the ball back because the that 49er stepped out of bounds instead of going down after getting the first down. But I wondered, if they had scored, and it was 19-18 with the point after pending, and Brett Maher had missed another one. Now, he had made a couple of field goals. Do you try to tie that game, or do you just go for two in the win at that point? I don't that know what the, they would have done. That would have been the, the, the call that, that makes you sick to your stomach to make if you're Mike McCarthy. But I think you'd have to go for two almost. <laughs> I mean... Because if you if you try for the kick and you miss it, and you got to feel like at that point, is there a much better chance that we make one than we make two? Usually you go for one because you feel like, oh, it's it's 98% that we're making the one. It's almost guaranteed. But if you're only like it. 70% sure you're going to make the one. At that point, the two is like a no-brainer cuz you're they it's like a 45 to 50% conversion on the two-pointers. That's way better than getting one at 70% of the time. And by the way, he would he had missed 5 of his previous 6. So, at that point, you I'm not even sure if it was a 50-50 coin flip for Brett Maher well, on the one on an extra point. The one in the the early part of the game. It was a shank. I mean, it was shanked it left. It was blocked by a guy that had no business blocking it. Uh and that ball was headed dead left. So, I don't know. I mean, the other thing is, do you if you're Mike McCarthy, do you trust Dak like if you find yourself in that position, I think you go for the win because again, the way that Dak played was not great. 
Um, you 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 go for the dub right there, and you can justify that uh, a million different if ways. You, even if you make the extra point, best case scenario, then you're going to overtime. Yeah, you got, yeah. You got to do it all you over. Do it again. all over again. You got to stop them. You got to go. You got to attack that San Francisco defense, which is really good. While we're ta- while we're talking about that game, uh, I was alerted to the Cowboys Twitter feed. This is incredible. Oh my god! This so is incredible. Last night they kind of. They started like a, it wasn't a thread, but a bunch of tweets kind of recapping the game. Like, starts with uh, the Cowboys season ends after they are unable to overcome early mistakes, untimely penalties, and key injuries in the 1912 loss of the 49ers. Hashtag game recap. And then it goes on. Plays that might get forgotten include Tony Pollard's game changing injury and a dropped interception, interception by Trayvon Diggs. Then they tweeted that kid, by the way, who picks everything. The ball hit him right in the bread basket. Just, it's not your night. I mean, that kid, the kid picks everything. Like this was not, you know, Michael Gelkin who covers the Cowboys. This was at Dallas Cowboys. Then they tweeted: Dak Prescott gave the ball away twice in the narrow loss to the 49ers in a matchup the Cowboys had the chance to win if they didn't again <laughs> generate self-inflicted wounds. That's from the team account. Yeah, you don't you don't expect to see really anything negative at all. At the very least, was. Oh shucks, we'll get him next time. Yeah, heart, heartbreaking the, L. The team account. Anytime, I mean, it's noteworthy. Anytime an official team Twitter account. It's like the Padres tweeting out, "Padres in great position to win," but Trent Grisham stared at three fastballs that <laughs> right down the D, and Padres <laughs> dropped this one—a heartbreaker to the Mets. You don't like, hashtag that. time Wait, to shine. Yeah, hashtag, <laughs> hashtag hungry for more. You're like, what? Well, Trent's like. What? What the hell? It's uh, a team it's, game. It's, we had a lot uh, of chances for, to drive in runs. Uh, Dallas Cowboys, for fans and players alike, the loss to the 49ers hurt after the Cowboys played their hearts out, but just didn't play well enough. I actually noticed over the weekend, um, you know, the Gulls are having a rough season. Yeah. They, they're in last place and feels like they're losing twice a week. And every time at the end of the game, their Twitter account, when they're down like 4-3, to 4-2, to two, with like a minute left, they tweet out, we've got an empty net, an exclamation point. And it's like... It's not good. It's not when you good. have to pull your goalie late in the yeah, game, that means you're, you're losing again. and you're desperate. Yeah. That's not a that's not an exclamation point moment, people. That's, no, if you're that's the only thing you can do, though. I mean, if you're having a, a bad day, if you're having a bad season, you have to just lean into it. You you can't, you can't sugarcoat it. But the Dallas Cowboys took it a step further uh, as far as not sugarcoating it. Like, yeah, if that idiot hadn't thrown two picks, uh, we would have probably won that game. But um, it's just not something you see a lot of. Very, it's, very. It's almost like someone said, "Yeah, we're making some big changes, so go ahead and green light all the." It's a weird strategy. All the negative stuff. And then we'll 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 clean house after you do that. I don't know. Very odd. You're right. That is very odd to see. Paulie made a great point earlier when he talked about you know the the toughest teams to be a fan of. I mean that that has to be that has to be the most disappointing like ben team threw to be a, the Knicks, but they don't even make the playoffs. No, they don't make the playoffs, so which, they're not breaking which your is heart. Very frustrating. I mean, that's that's frustrating mis- because a team that's mismanaged constantly. Yep. And, but they don't have. They, there's always expectations on the Knicks because they're the Knicks, New York, all of that. Sure. But realistic expectations, I don't think they're ever really there. Nobody yeah. really ever picks them to win the East or anything like that. Yeah, you think about teams that are just constantly in shambles like the Jets. That would suck to be a Jets head. But there's a certain there's a certain thing about being together in your misery and sure. not expecting and if you're a Cowboys fan you've been pitched by Dallas Sports Radio by the Dallas Cowboys themselves by Jerry Jones 
Every single year, you know, this is it. We're undisputed. Undisputed. Party interruption. I mean, you name it. Are we missing the obvious choice? The Chargers? You're a Chargers fan? Yeah. I mean, bad ownership. Didn't respect the city that they but were it's, in. But it's easier. Heartbreaking it's, playoff losses. But as a fan but of as that a fan, team, you, stepping on your own. You kind of know where your place is, though. If you're a fan of the Dallas Cowboys, you're like, we should be, We should rule the uh, NFL. Right, let, me, let, me, let me ask this question, then. Is Jerry Jones a good owner or a bad owner? I think he's a good owner. Is, is he? Isn't he, is not, he? Is he not? I mean, he's, he's certainly unafraid to be aggressive and spend money. He's the kind of owner we think we want. But ultimately, is he the is he the best? He meddles. Owner? I think he meddles too much. Well, he's the general manager. He's right, not meddling. He's running. The right, team. that's what I'm saying. By doing that, that's meddling. That's in fact meddling. The fact that he's the GM is is meddlesome. Yes, I mean it's meddlesome if you hire a GM and then say no, but I don't want you to sign that player. This don't way, do it this way. That's meddling. He's not meddling. It's his team, and he runs it the way he wants to run it. I. I kind of respect that, but it also could be what actually makes him maybe the worst owner in all of pro sports. But he's oh, got the know. he's got the players. He's got talent. He, he, did, he though, has the best. Be winning more. He has the t- best facilities. But he hires the coach. If the coach is the problem, guess who's the problem? The guy who hires him. Right. That's Jerry. Well, let's Jerry. Keep it, if it's the let's players, keep it right here in Dallas. Who's the problem? Here in Dallas. Look at what the Mavericks. I think. I think you can compare Jerry Jones and Mark Cuban. They're very much involved. They're not afraid to go out and spend money and make waves, talk to media, etc. Mark Cuban's won two rings. One. Just one. He got one. Got one. Got his one. One, and, and that's one of the biggest shocks to me in, in sports. More than the Cowboys have in the last 20 years. Yeah, that's Mark Cuban winning one ring uh, with some generational talent on his team as well. Is it is Now, I know they have to do things differently. Uh, in the NBA, sure, they have to do things differently in the NFL too. There's a cap and everything else, but man, he he gets good. They've drafted pretty well, you know. They've drafted pretty well. CD Lamb and Micah Parsons and all these guys on their team. They've got good players. They just seven straight divisional losses in a row. I mean, that's got to be. I think you can make an argument that his his savvy, his passion, his investment, his his frankness, his openness. That Jerry Jones is the best owner. In all of team sports. And I think you can also make the argument that given the fact that he won't hire anyone to run his team, it has to be his way, and that they continue to flame out in the divisional round of the playoffs, that that he's also the worst owner in all of sports. Is that his fault? Yes. I mean, there's no team in which it is more the owner's fault than with the Dallas Cowboys. Is it the players? Well, he he acquired the players. Is it the coach? Well, he hired the coach. He made all the decisions. So that team is him. That team is 100% Jerry Jones. So more than any other owner, he has to own the successes and the failures. He's made, say, some, he's made some bonehead. I mean, some bone, back when I was there, the Quincy Carter days, when he's like, no, no, this is my guy. And you're like, bro, Jerry's, nobody wants this guy. Jerry's biggest fault is probably... Probably he's too loyal. He loves his players too much, which is coaches. A great, I mean, which is normally Jason something Garrett should have really been fired four years ago. ago. He's loyal. I mean, all good qualities. Yeah, but it leads to at least to bad results. And and again, but I, I, Paulie, I see what you're saying because that would be so frustrating to be a, a fan of that team every year. And you look, you're like, all right, fight. Like now the entire we have, national media is constantly talking about you, we've hyping got a, you up. We've got one of, one of the best defensive players 
in in football and Micah Parsons. We've got Diggs, uh, you know, back playing, uh, who picks everything, and you, you've got. You know, you spent a ton of money on Dak, who, by the way, can look really, really good at times. You got Ezekiel Elliott, you got Pollard, you got C.D. Lamb, you've got all these guys, and you're like, my God, we just got beat again, again, seven straight years. You got to be beating your head against the wall if you're a Cowboys fan. You have to, and I, I, I don't know what you do, Sean Payton. I think that that could have been Mike McCarthy's last game. I know Jerry has coveted Sean Payton for a while. What will Sean Payton do, though? What will he do? What's, he's won one Super Bowl as well. I mean, it's not like he's good, he's a good coach. Even if you hire Sean Payton, though, who's the owner and the GM? Right, it's Jerry Jones. It's Jerry, yep, the one guy who can't be fired. Glory Hall. All right, we've got to uh, we got to check traffic. We'll come back. Still might mention that uh, that trade that went down over the weekend involving Pablo Lopez. We'll do that after Kelly's traffic here on ninety-seven three The Fan. All right, well, we, we did enough discussion over the last few weeks about whether the Padres should dive into a Pablo Lopez trade that we certainly have to bring up the fact that he was traded over the weekend on Friday, right after our show, of course, uh, sent to the Minnesota <laughs> Twins, uh, who... Even Skip Schumacher is sticking it to us who gave a million up, miles away. Who gave up the uh, defending AL batting champion, Luis Arias, their second baseman, to get Pablo Lopez and a couple of pretty good prospects as well from the Marlins in that deal. So the Marlins gave up a lot to add to their infield and their offense to get a batting champion, maybe even overpay possibly for Luis Arias. Your thoughts on that trade, Woods? You know, um, I said it to Paul when we were driving out, and Paulie told me, oh, man, this this trade just went down. And I, I thought to myself, man, what a weird time when a team is is willing to trade a, a you know a batting champion. And uh, we, we kicked that around for a while. And, and, yeah, I mean, he can hit. They needed they needed a bat badly in Miami. And I had talked to, uh, uh, no big deal, Marlon Skipper, Skip Schumacher, about oh, that. Oh, yeah, did yeah. you? Yeah, yeah we, a few weeks ago. Really? Uh, we were texting about you know the, how they were looking for a bat. And they got a bat. They got a guy that can hit, set the table. Um, but the the big thing that jumped out to me was, okay, where is Arise going to play? And where is Jazz Chisholm going to play? And and when Skip took the job, I, I talked to him and I said, we did. We talked to him on the, on the show and I said, Jazz Chisholm's a, you know, he's a lightning rod. He can be mercurial, mercurial at times. Um, he's a gamer. He's a fighter. He wants to win. He's you know vocal. He goes, it's my first you know my first call is to to jazz, and so they they called jazz when they made this deal and said, what do you think about playing the outfield? He goes, I'm in. I, I'm all I'm all in for this, and I'm going to go win a Gold Glove uh, at that position. So he's going to move to center field, kind of like a Xander Bogarts, Fernando Tatis yeah, Jr. situation. E- exactly. I mean, and imagine you know you see that quote from Tatis, we would lose our minds. He goes, no, I'm going to go do it, and I'm going to win a gold glove at the position. Can so. you prove you know Skip Schumacher? Sure. Like, I, visually, can you prove it? Yeah, he texted me. Oh, he did? Yeah, you know that. And was he wearing anything? He that was would wearing our Ben Woods evidence shirt. that we know Skip Schumacher? It really made that my day. That was very day. cool, wasn't it? It was very, 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 very yeah, much Yeah, You day. posted it on Twitter, didn't you? Yeah. yeah. Skip Schumacher wearing a Ben and Woods t-shirt was uh, definitely a highlight of the weekend for, I think, all of us. Jazz said uh, he told the organization if they didn't acquire a center fielder, he would go out, play the position, and win a gold glove. And I texted that to Skip. I said, what a stud. He goes, yeah, he had to buy in before we made the deal. He was all in. We needed a rise bat, so this really helps. So um, they had such a uh, – they have so many so much pitching in, in Miami right now. But they do – they're going to have some guys kind of playing out of position. It's going to be interesting to watch how he uh, – how he performs. All right, think about this for the final hour. Would you have done that, Padres fans, that deal, if instead of Luis Arias, it was Jake Cronenworth 
going to the Marlins for what they got back. Uh, we've got a rival report coming up. The school cafeteria worker handing out more than lasagna and carved meats. Oh, yeah. Coming up next on 97.3 The Fan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.